You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Wednesday, and in these episodes, Sangram and myself, James Carberry, focus on personal development. We'll share books and other resources that are helping us get a little bit better every single day. And remember, like Sangram always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. Sangram here. I got a special announcement for you. I have been part of the Peak community for almost a year now. And here is the thing. Less than 1% of the marketers become CMOs. And you know what's even harder? Staying a CMO without a high caliber peer network that can help you beat the odds. In Peak community, they build a community around you by creating exclusive events and experiences to help you become one person better each week so you can get promoted, have an impact, and do the best work of your life. This episode that you're listening to is an example of the conversations that happen literally every single day in the Peak community. So check out, the link is below. If you want to be part of it, it's only for marketers, so make sure you're not a lurker, but someone who wants to have an impact and do the best work of your life. Let's go. Hi, everyone. My name is Cindy Johnson. I'm head of global partner programs at Tanium. I'm so excited to have the opportunity to talk to you today about personalization within the partner portal and the value that it can bring to your partners and you and how it can really help you move your program forward. Before I get started, just quickly a note that you're going to see some proprietary information for Tanium. So I just appreciate if you would keep that in mind and uh, proceed accordingly. I first want to start off by thanking Terry for the opportunity to present. And in terms of the takeaways for you, I hope you'll come away with an understanding of what personalization is and why it matters to you and to your partners what a personalization mindset is and why and how you and your teams can adopt it, how personalization can really support your program, both in terms of your goals and your execution, and how to bring that portal personalization to life, and hopefully some other tricks and tips along the way. So before I go too much further, a little bit about me. Um, I did join Tanium last year and was tasked with designing and building and launching our first complete global partner program, Tanium Partner Advantage. I also worked at VMware prior, where I created a partner experience team and was one of the architects of Tanium Partner Connect. I've been in technology for way too long, starting in communications, then marketing and programs and channel and strategy. And I really am partner passionate in terms of waking up every single day and thinking about what can we do that increases our partner value and what's in it for our partner. So let's think a little bit about personalization. Most of these names here, if not all of them, should look familiar to you as they really are setting the standard in personalization. What does that mean? When you log in, you're making suggestions about content or um, products for you to purchase. They're making sure that you're getting what you want based on what you've told them is important to you, whether it's recommendations from your prior purchases, recommendations based on 
um, activities that you're doing or even other vendors that you're working with. They also know that although you may have multiple members of your household, that personalization for you is very different from personalization for your spouse or a family member. They really have set the bar high. That's great for B2C, but what about B2B? This is a B2B conference after all, right? Well, it turns out Salesforce discovered that we as business users want the same thing, right? More than 80% of business buyers want that same personalized experience. That's great for buyers, but what about partners, right? If you're like me and your organizations, most of them think that partners are homogenous. They're a single entity, in this case, George Clooney, right? But partners are not one size fits all. You and I both know that. They don't look like this. They look more like this. So your portal shouldn't be either. With that in mind, let's jump in to what you need to do to adopt that personalization mindset and to bring it to life. Because there weren't enough P's with partners, portals, and personalization, I thought, let's add a few more. What are the five steps that you need to take in developing, implementing, and growing a personalized portal experience? There are five. I'll go through all of these and provide some color and context based on what we've done uh, as we go forward. So step one, project. Not project, but project. Visualize. What's your ideal end state? What does Nirvana look like? How can you bring that to life? To do that, you really have to adopt an outside-in mindset. I know we like to think that partners, that we're the center of our partner's world when we all know that the reality is they're the center of ours. So think about things from how they're going to business, how they're constructed, what they're doing to serve their customers. And do, the, and do that projection and that visualization with an eye toward what you want to do and be clear about what that is, why, and how. That's what we did last year when we started on this journey. We brainstormed as a team and knew that we wanted to create personalized experiences to take advantage of an ability to automate and simplify processes. We had to make sure that we were optimizing our current resources, both the technology that was already in play as well as our small but mighty teams, and to make the portal really where everything starts for our partners so that we're continually driving them back there. We wanted to make sure that we were enabling the high touch that we wanted with our focus partners, but also the self-serve that our non-focused or unmanaged partners would need or want. And at the end of the day, to do this all with an eye toward the future, right? Not, not building for the short term, but the long term and being able to be flexible and adapt as new functionality, new functionality came into play. So if that's step one, what's step two? The plan. You need to make sure that what you are planning for is based on what you know is needed and wanted and what will keep users coming back or personalization doesn't matter. That said, you have to balance it with what's possible within your organization, within your time frame, within the resources that you have and the other constraints that exist. 
And most importantly, you need to validate it. Validate it with all your users, not just your different partner users, but your internal users as well. So plan with your users as your North Star. Plan with where you want to end up, even if you know you can't start there. Take an iterative or phased approach. Do that with an eye toward what are the clear must-haves that you need to have for your users. Their ability to register opportunities, their ability to access demand gen campaigns, whatever that is. That you need to have localization, right? Because you have, um, we're not just an American company, we're global companies. So what are those must-haves? Do all that knowing what your limitations are, though. What are the technical capabilities of your organization? What are the technologies that already exist that you're going to need to plug into or ensure a handshake with? And what's going to be required to bring that to a reality? And most importantly, think beyond launch. Personalization is not the stop where the journey ends. It's where it starts and it's constant. So make sure that you're doing that as you plan. And something that we thought about as we started this journey, it's not just personas. There are users and there are specific user profiles. It's not just the functional personas of sales, marketing, technical. You have primary contacts within your organization that you deal with day in and day out. What do they need? Most likely it's very different from just a general or individual partner user. We also, as we went on this journey and building out the program, knew that we needed to have uh, steps to our partners engaging with us and onboarding with them. So we created a partner prospect user persona where partners could get a feel for the program without actually committing and without us wasting a lot of cycles to get them into the portal, but not really have them be proactive participants in the program, as well as our own internal Tanium users. What would they need? So I encourage you to think beyond just those functional personas and think about, again, how your users are going to interact with the portal and leverage the portal. So step three, after you plan, what's the process that you need to put in place to make that plan a reality, right? Put interim milestones in place. Break everything down into consumable bites or wins that will keep your team motivated and will also show progress to your leadership and justify the investment that they're making. Don't be afraid to scale back if you need to in your process and certainly as you get to execution, but ultimately you want to keep marching forward. So as you're putting your process in place, again, build for tomorrow, not today. We knew in developing those personas that we would have to put a fairly sophisticated and forward-looking tagging uh, hierarchy in place, right? So not just the user types and the partner types, but the partner maturity, the geographies, what our partners are doing. Are they selling and servicing across our full solution stack or specific areas? I encourage you to spend considerable time doing this on the front end because it'll make it so much easier once you actually have your portal set up and functioning and you want to add content and add to the experience. So it's great to have a plan. It's great to have a process. 
but you have to execute. What are those steps that you need to take? Be realistic. Start with those top personas or user profiles that I just talked about and grow from there. You can't do it all yourselves. If you're like us, you're not a team of many, you're a team of few. So look within your organization. Engage your broader team and internal SMEs to identify information and resources that may already exist that you can and should leverage. We leveraged product marketing. We leveraged competitive intelligence. We leveraged our technical team. There's a lot more out there than you might know, and it's a great opportunity to ensure alignment and engagement with those teams, as well as consistency, both with .com as well as the portal. And as always, keep validating as you go and making sure that what you're doing is right before you invest a lot of time and resources where you're not having to go back and fix it on the back end. So great, we've talked fairly theoretically to this point, but what, is all, what does it all look like, right? This is our portal. This is the homepage of our portal. It's probably very different from what you're used to seeing. And what I wanna show here is pers personalization doesn't have to be complicated. We actually sought out a technology that allowed us to build out those personalizations in a very easy way by creating hubs around sales and marketing and technical and learning. And this allowed us to get up and going quickly and to grow quickly and leverage a distributed publishing approach, which I can't overstate enough. Again, being a small team, rather than having to create JIRA tickets, we can allow our partner resources internally to be able to get content and information up on the portal in near real time. You don't have a week lag, a two-week lag, a multi-week lag. They are responsible for getting that content up and pushed out to our partners easily and quickly with the portal. If we double-click on this a little bit, you want to make it easy for your partners. Use prompts. In this instance, we built visual prompts around colors. So sales is blue, learning is orange, uh, marketing is purple, program is red. So our partners can look at those tiles and know very quickly the kind of information, the categories of information that they're getting. We also leverage placement, right? Make sure to put your most important information in that upper left quadrant on the sales page it's all about deal reg. So that very first tile is how to register the deals and how to get those deals in the system quickly. Package information together. You want to make it easy for your partners and your users where they don't have to hunt and peck through the portal. We've created information pages that not only guide our partners on what to do, but give them the resources to do it. And then finally, going back to the fact that we needed to solve for internal users as well as external. We wanted to make sure our internal partners could see what our external partners see and that there's not a disconnect and a gate that we're putting up with test accounts or whatever. So you want to make it easy for your partners and all of our users to see what they need to. I talked about this a little bit earlier in terms of a new partner onboarding process. We wanted to make sure to leverage that process to start to support all the things that we needed to do to create the, the uh, personas and the user profiles. So we start that right out of the gate with inquiry, where we start doing in 
initial information gathering around the routes and the contacts and the markets, and to use that to create a Salesforce partner account, which then gives our partners the ability as a prospect to get those how-to resources in the portal and to take training and to add users. And it allows us to start to see where our partners are focusing and where their, their needs are. Then once they're fully enrolled in the program, they have the ability to operage and to take more training. And we in turn can collaborate with them more closely and communicate with them more directly. So the fourth P is to promote. It doesn't matter how great your portal is or your personalization is, you have to promote it. And you wanna make it easy. Give your users tools that makes it easy for them to quickly understand and that motivates them to go to your portal and use it. Don't discount the value of internal users as teachers, whether it's your primary contacts, whether it's um, your operations team, leverage them and guide them to continually to point your users back to the portal and reinforce what you're doing. The five times rule applies. If you've been in marketing, you know that it takes a minimum of five times before an individual sees and remembers what you're doing. Don't get frustrated. You're going to have to do it again and again and again. And also, you have to keep the content fresh. You want to keep them coming back. So that means you have to add and then promote whatever you're doing that's net new. Over-communication is a good thing. When we launched, we put a number of resources in place and we continue to leverage and update those resources as videos, as assets, as even a Slack channel that we set up that allows our users to communicate directly with us quickly to let us know what's working, to let us know when they're having a problem, and even to suggest additional things that we should be doing for them. The last P is progress, right? You don't just want to create your personalized experience and then sit back. Personalization is not a one and done. You have to continually nurture it and grow it. You have to track and review and evolve what you're doing, measure to make sure what you're doing is hitting the mark, keeping your publishers active and accountable, and when warranted, when indicated, modify. We've already added a couple of hubs from what we started with on day one based on what our users told us or showed us they needed. You have to create and use tools that drive engagement. We have reports that we can use, that our partners can use, that are not just focused on sales, but are beyond that and show where that usage is really hitting the mark. That show those views both in aggregate as well as by organization and even individual user. You also have to continually drive that engagement by having regular cadence with your internal publishers. We do a monthly publishing meeting where we remind them to update content. We share best practices and what our internal teams are doing as well as what's going on in the industry. We use it as an opportunity to troubleshoot if they're having problems or questions. And we use it also as a way to roadmap or look ahead to what's needed. And finally, shout your success, right? Promote it. When we started on day one, we had zero portal users. We're at almost 1,700. We continually let our leadership and our 
um, rank and file people within the organization know that we're seeing continual growth within the portal and the investment that we're making is justified. If you have a partner who wants to let you know that the portal is working or is patting you on the back, by all means, let your organization know. What better way to justify your existence and the dollars and resources that you're spending? So we got this quote from our partner, um, actually from an executive within our organization about our partner and what the partner reached out to her and told her, what we have done is best in class. Um, We're excited about it. And we wanted to let our leadership know, let your leadership know, celebrate your successes. So as I start to close, I thought it would be great to talk about what we have learned, at least so far on our journey. Personalization is not an evolution. It's likely a revolution as it was for us. And that means breaking glass, changing habits, creating new muscle. The tech matters. The platform can make it easy. It can also make it really hard. So start there. I'm so excited about the technology platform that we're utilizing. It's really a game changer for us. Be realistic in what's possible. You're most likely going to have to crawl, walk, run, and that's okay. That's okay. Make sure that you're balancing your planning and your analysis with execution. You know, you need to not just be able to think, you have to do. I think one area where I would have done something differently is we focused pretty much exclusively on resale and our legacy partners and our legacy partner behaviors. I would have done more to support our other partner types our emerging markets out of the gate rather than um, doing that as an afterthought. Know that where you thought you were going to be is not necessarily where you're going to end up, and that's okay. Again, that sometimes uh, that five times rule is still not enough. It can be 10 times, 15 times, 20 times, but don't give up. And 80%, you really just need to start. And don't worry because they're always going to want more. And that's okay. It tells you that what you're doing is seen and used and appreciated. So in closing, on my last slide, apologies to George. Uh, our partners are not George Clooney, right? They're more this image on the right. And personalized experiences are a great way to ensure that your portal and the program that you've worked so hard to build will suit your partner's needs. With that, I will close and say thank you again to Terry. Thank you to all of you. I wish we had an opportunity for questions and answers. If you want to know more, please feel free to email me or um, reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm happy to tell you more. Thank you so much for your time. I hope that you've considered it well spent. And you walk away with a little bit greater understanding around the value of personalizing your partner portal, what a personalization mindset is, and what you need to do to get started. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.